Well, Tom Henjack is about to join us from MacBet. And as I said, uh, I'm going to play a little snippet of this segment on the playbook. It's called Smarter Than Max Maxi. So it's Michael Maxworthy and also Tom Henjack. track did Voro begin and end his racing career? Eagle Farm. Gee, it's a tough one. Did you not read the book? I'm only halfway through. I'm halfway through. It's about that thick. Um, I would say Doombin. So there you go. But that, that is a tough question, I have to be honest. Tom Hen, Jack Macbeth. How are you, Tom? Yeah, good thing. How are you? Good, thank you. It is a curly one, of course. Uh, you're talking about the debut of Rogue at the Gold Coast. That was on the 18th of Jan, 86. He ran six. This is all before the blinkers went on, of course. Uh, Cyril Small rode him that day. And his last ever run, if we scroll right down, was the Gold Coast, May 91. Behind Rough Habit, he ran second last. Triskay was in that race as well. He was $16. So he really his form right, tapered right off. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, it was a bit before I was born, so... So who ended up winning that? Other, I got five of the questions, right? You didn't play those ones. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Who ended up winning it? I think we tied. But right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a late protest because they awarded him uh, one of the questions about the Twitter characters, and I think that was wrong. So I think I might have won. All right. One of the questions was, where was Glenn Boss born? You got that right, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. And, Rob Heathcote won about the Kentucky Tour. That was a gimme as well. Yeah, both you and Michael got that right. Caboltra, of course. I think he wrote his first winner at Gimpy. Anyway, that's the playbook. Tell me about your specials today in Brisbane. Well done again last week, two from two. Yeah, sweet. Thank you. Um, it looked a tricky day today. I was talking to Andrew just before I come on and um, just don't know when this rain's going to hit. Like, it just keeps changing. Like, like last night before I went to bed, I thought it was going to hit around midday. Now it looks like it's maybe a little bit this morning and then maybe late afternoon, about 5 o'clock, is that right? Look, Tom, it's just so hard, you know. Like, often, you know, where I live, east of Brisbane, you can get a major storm and Brisbane get nothing. So it's all, you know, which direction it goes and it's, it's impossible to predict, even looking at the radar now. It's reasonably clear, isn't it, in south yeah. Queensland? Yeah, exactly. So race five, I like one Pacific Atlantic. Uh, and this is banking on that the rain doesn't hit until late afternoon. I think Maxi kind of like this one as well. And this is the favourite Midnight in Tokyo. I'm not sold that it's crying out for blinkers, this preparation. Uh, and it does have a half-tricky alley to contend with. Probably land second pair one-off or something like that when we're here also. So country leading. But on a dry track, I think Pacific Atlantic um, has its measure over 1350. So I like that one. But the main one for the day will be in the buffering. I think this one's pretty bomb-proof, and it's number four, Tamerlane. Uh, Zoo Style and the face will obviously um, run along at their own leisure in front and lead quite easily, going well within themselves. But I just have a query on both those runners um, at 13.50 at this level, especially both of them are coming off a real bias track at Durban. I think it was four weeks ago where it was a big advantage to be leading and on the fence. So I think those two runners are both going to be getting a little bit tired late. And Tamerlane's got the good form over over 13, 15, 1400 at Group 2 and Group 3 level down south. And Blake Shin probably just parked this. I think second pair one off um, outside the big goodbye. And I like the, the recent kickover trial in between runs. I think he's just going to be too strong late and handles the conditions. He just 
ticks a lot of boxes, and I think four dollars fifty is a, a very good price to find out. Oh. Freedom Rally, I think I'm absolutely petrified of it. It's obviously going places, and it's, the progression it's made, this preparation with each run, has just been outstanding. And obviously, last out at Eagle Farm, it appears that he's back to his best. I just think he's going to be giving Tamerlane a little bit of a head start here, and. If the rain doesn't hit before then, it might be a bit hard to make up ground on him. So I'll probably end up saving on Freedom Rally, but I think Tamerlane's pretty hard to beat. Tamerlane, race eight, number four in Brisbane this afternoon. Or race nine, number four is Tamerlane and Freedom Rally in that race. Uh, where are we with Freedom Rally? It's number 17. So 4.17 in race nine. The only thing with Tamerlane, and I know the horse has come off, but of all those bigger wins and those better races, the horse is controlled from the front and led. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's true for sure. But I think he, a lot of those other times he had to work from wide gate. So I, I think they will take a sit today, and I think that's enough for him to improve. And I just think it's one of those races where the two leaders are going to have a lot of... Um, they're just going to be controlling in front, and then they'd probably up the tempo around the bend, and they're going to have a lot of horses off the bit early. And I think you're going to need a strong horse kind of up there on the speed that's still going to be travelling. Like a, a horse like Star Tontes, I can see it being... Well, back today, um, really down there in the weights, and some people probably thinking there's going to be a bit of speed on, but I just think it's going to be hard for her to be giving these horses up on speed at like a seven or eight length head start. All right. And Pacific Atlantic, uh, we'll speak to Adam, but he's been a bit of a, a sectional star his last couple of hundred metres at both his runs, hasn't he? Just hopefully he can stay in touch today and not be so far off because he just appears to have a flat spot, but hopefully 13.50 will suit him. Pacific Atlantic, yeah, that's race 5.10. Yeah, I think it's crucial for it the rain stays away. but And if it does, I think it's very hard to beat. Just because I think Midnight in Tokyo, I think it's got a little bit of a chink um, on its last start effort. I, I, yeah, I'm just not sure about the blinkers going on for it. So that's uh, race five, number 10, Pacific Atlantic at 6.50. And in race nine, I'll just repeat these horses. So you've got number four, Tamerlane at 4.40. So $4.40 and 17, Freedom Rally is $5.50. So race nine, four, and also 17, Tamerlane, Freedom Rally and Pacific Atlantic is race five, number 10 this afternoon. Happy New Year and it's great to have you on board and hopefully you can be with us right throughout to 2024. But you're becoming a bit of a media star, so we hope you don't get snapped up somewhere. Um, uh, no, thanks, Steve. Thanks for the opportunity <laughs> and have a good day. That's a pleasure. There he is, Tom Henjack from MacBetter. They put a huge amount of research, of course, into their selections that they send out to clients. But 510 Pacific Atlantic and just repeating race nine, numbers four and at 17. So as I said, Adam Campton, guest later to talk about Pacific Atlantic and certainly that most interesting runner uh, in the last, Navitz 2, uh, race 10, number 7.